0: And this is it, folks. I think like that, these are some of the choices that you got to make, some priorities of of connecting. And I get it. There's priorities of checking your bank account. There's checking food supplies. There's all kinds of things that that's priorities. But don't forget how important it's the relationships that's going to sustain us. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about. Them. everybody, to this episode of Navigating Your Relationships in the Time of Coronavirus Pandemic. This is going to be a series because in the foreseeable future, I'm going to be focusing my podcast on topics and issues to help us move through this crisis in our relationships. I know it's a really tough time for everybody. There's so much unknown There's a lot of fear, a lot of stress. We've never had anything like this in our lifetime. So we don't have the experience to move this through, but yet we are resilient human beings. And at the core, we know how to relate to each other in a loving, kind, and cooperative manner. And even the most happiest and stable relationships right now with, you know, this social distancing that we're doing to combat the spread of this virus, it really provides some serious challenging to our respective relationships. And then those of you that have already had challenging relationships, this can amplify it. So I really want to help give you guidance and inspiration and practical tools to help you connect even more deeply to yourself and to your relationships. So in this episode, I talk with my wife, Ivana Rainbow. We have been staying home for the last 10 days that I'm sure a lot of you are. Uh, We share some of our experiences and stories of what we're going through and how we're navigating this stress and situation in our lives. And what we're doing to keep our relationship in a connective way. So like I said, my future podcasts are going to be centered around this issue that we're all facing. How to deal with each other in these cramped spaces. When stress and anxiety heightens. How to stay centered. How to communicate, communicate, and communicate. How to find your own, embrace your own self-nurturing in time that you need working with the fear of families and friends and our own health, being separated from loved ones, financial fear. Yeah. There is so much to be fearful, yet there is also so much potential to shift and change the way that we're living and doing things in our life. It's a world seismic change. And we can all come out on the other end, so much more connected and true to ourselves and really understanding our priorities and living in accordance with our priorities. So as you also know, I have many podcasts that I think will also help you move through our current situation. Managing differences in relationships, past podcast, podcast on power of appreciation. Art of apology. Emotional regulation. The goal of healthy conflict. Setting boundaries. I believe I have many past podcasts that if you haven't listened to, it would be really a benefit to you right now. So I'm looking forward to having this podcast be a vehicle as one of your support systems. All right. So, I'd also like to thank a few people who have recently donated to my podcast. I'd like to thank Andy in North Carolina and also Michael in North Carolina. Thank you so much. It's greatly appreciated. During the past year and a half, I have produced 85 podcast episodes. And it gives me great joy and inspiration knowing that you are listening and possibly benefiting from the content. I spend $1,000 a month, yep, $1,000 a month of out-of-pocket expenses producing weekly podcasts with the help of a professional team of editors which deliver an exceptional sound quality, taking out all of my heavy breathing, my pauses, my burps, my hiccups, my fuck-ups, and fine-tuning delivering a smooth sound for your listening pleasure. There is also an excellent written preview of each episode content. And unfortunately, at the moment, it's getting to the point where I may no longer be able to pay for the out-of-pocket expenses myself. And it feels really important to me to continue producing this podcast and getting it out to you, especially in this crucial time when it is our relationships with each other that is gonna get us through this crisis. So I'd like to ask for your help. If you feel my podcasts have been of value to you to enhance your relationships, I would greatly appreciate if you would consider a reoccurring monthly donation of five or $10, or if you would rather give a one-time donation I would be very, very grateful. I appreciate how many of you are sharing my podcast on social media, and I would like to ask your support to continue to share my podcast widely. So, if you are inclined to help in this way, you can go to my website, heartsharecounseling.com, click on support the podcast page, and leave your donation. And there are also links on my show notes to To get you to that page. Thank you so much everybody. Okay everybody, so I hope you enjoy uh, this podcast conversation with my wife and in the series of navigating your relationships in the time of the coronavirus pandemic. Let's talk about it. Right. Here we go, babe. We walked from one room to the next, and we went from our day pajamas into our nighttime pajamas to have this podcast.
1: Mm -hmm. We are dressed very casual, very relaxed, soft clothes. Usually I like to dress up more. Mm. But we have been self-quarantining us for the past 10 days.
0: Yeah. Ever since we took a trip quick trip to Florida that we'll tell you about later on uh, but we wanted to do this podcast uh, a series of podcasts called uh, navigating your relationships in this time of the coronavirus pandemic to really help you all in your relationships because we're all in this together we are now knowing that uh, all the challenges that we have that are that our lives and our routines and are really turned upside down and there's a lot of stress and concern and fear and that could really exacerbate challenges in relationships. Yeah because it's interesting I've been um, spending time as all of you just reading what's going on in the world and one article that I actually read was about uh, right now in China where they were quarantined and, and isolated for um, many months of, A couple months ago that in those areas there's a huge increase of divorce filings right now and of course people being sequestered in a small space that i'm sure might be even different in china smaller spaces than what we're used to and uh how challenging that was for many couples so um, we don't want that to happen to you we don't want we don't want people getting cabin fever so to speak, pun intended.
1: But one good thing that's happening in China is that they're getting to see the blue skies again because all the factories have stopped for weeks. That's really great,
0: yeah. positive. Yeah, there is some aspects of positivity that may come out from this that we can talk about because people are slowing down. From a climate change standpoint, knows, boy, we would not take the... Tremendous halt that the world is doing right now—that's uh, helping the Earth in many ways that we know.
1: Yeah, I think it's amazing how the whole world is halting, and uh, we get to rethink a lot of things. That's very interesting. Yeah,
0: we're forced to do this, you know, and it's not voluntary. And I think that's the hard part for people—is like this halt is a, a forced halt, and I'm sure that you all are feeling that. At times feeling a lot of fear and anxiety of what the future holds, whether that's for our own health, um, uh, people's economic situations, um, loved ones and their situations, a lot of things up in the air. So anxiety is on the increase and stress is on the increase, of course, and not to make light of the situation at all. But there's times that we need some lightness, that we need also aspects of humor.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, gosh, I have been so anxious for the past, going on five weeks now, that (laughs) I'm usually such a grounded and calm person, but who, I've lost my grounding now and then and been extremely anxious. Yeah. So it's really lovely when you go online or a friend send you a funny joke or so, and I really like joke bill sent you the other day
0: yeah my buddy bill he sent me some of you might have seen this um it's a shot of a man that a voice comes on and he said because of coronavirus you are going to be quarantined but you have a choice do you a quarantine with your wife and child or b b, b. b. He didn't even know what the B option was. He just said, B, whatever it is, I'm choosing B. He
1: did not want to stay home (laughs) with wife and kids uh, confined.
0: So some of you, whether you're a man or or a female in in your partnership, you might be feeling this. And I know that that's a natural process. But yeah, I don't want you to, to choose B. You know, it's be with your family be with new relationships because this is a this is a wonderful opportunity too for relationships to really die deep and connect because in some ways I see it as this is gonna exacerbate and show us where our relationship is. people that haven't done the hard work or done some connection and communication skills gonna have more challenges. the people that have done some of that work and are focused on it this is their opportunity to do more of it and they might see the benefits of it. And it's not gonna be all smooth sailing. We haven't had it. And I consider myself a relationship expert and we've had some challenges too. Mm-hmm,
1: yeah. The other morning I had an anxiety attack like at 4.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning, yeah. which I've had this past week here several times. And, um Then after walking around for a little while, got back into bed and cuddling up with you, and I was just realizing we need to make love. We need to ground ourselves and connect here.
0: Yeah, baby. Mm -hmm.
1: And you were not complaining about that.
0: No. Mm -hmm.
1: So that was a nice way of starting the day. Mm -hmm. And we flowed into breakfast and flowing with the day, and that's the thing now, being quarantined at home for the past 10 days our mornings are a nice flow like that yeah so it was a good start to the day it was raining outside and very misty and we had plans to make this podcast and i felt reluctant and you were pushing and you really wanted us to make this podcast So we were talking a bit about our ideas and that and gosh, I just didn't have energy for it. And the rain stopped and I was like, I need to go out right now and do some gardening. I just need to ground myself. And you were upset that I would leave now because we were talking about this podcast and how could I walk out now? And I was like, well, hadn't we talked about earlier that we should do a project together in the garden and I think we need a break now to do this and get away from all this planning and feeding our heads and you were like no I don't have time for that now and I said okay but I know I need to take care of myself right now I need to go outside so I went down in the garden and worked there and like maybe half an hour later Suddenly I hear steps coming down. I felt
0: guilty as shit. (laughs) That I didn't lift off of it and just like, yeah, connect with you. That was what we were talking about. We have to take some time to connect. And I was kind of in this mode of like, no, we got to get something done. You know, and I wanted to get the podcast off of my plate, so to speak, um, and feel a relief that that was out and not feel pressure to put it out. And I lost perspective of connecting Uh, with you in a in a new way we usually we don't garden together also and so i stopped in my tracks and just thought what the hell is more important what's my priority and this is it folks i think like that these are some of the choices that you got to make some priorities of of connecting and i get it there's priorities of checking your bank account there's checking food supplies there's all kinds of things that that's priorities but don't forget how important it's the relationships that's going to sustain us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just knew I was going to be more productive if I got a break from, from all this talking and some fresh air. And I was really happy you came out by yourself, by your own free will.
0: Yeah, it was a connecting hour.
1: hmm Yeah, and I was also glad that we didn't escalate before that, yeah. I was just like, okay, if I'm staying here with you, continue talking, this is gonna escalate, so I'm gonna remove myself from here, and yeah. I'm gonna take care of myself, Yeah. so I went outside.
0: And I think that's what's really important is to be able to drop those things, drop those con- disconnections faster. As I said in past podcast, you wanna feed the connection of your relationship so that when it does have this stress, when it does have this disconnection at times, whether it's bickering or a conflict, that you drop the disconnection faster and you come back in connection faster. So you wanna get to know connection more and more because that's more the norm that you wanna be in. So I was really glad that we didn't have to talk and talk about and process. We dropped it, came back in connection in the gardening. I apologize, gave you an apology for giving you some funky energy and we were back in in connection
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and then we had a good appetite so we came back up and had some nice snacks and feet up in the sofa and just i got to read my book and you got on your phone and we were there for a while and then it was time to cook dinner i started cooking the dinner And you came over to help me out. But you brought your phone over on the island counter as well. Oh, it was probably a
0: recipe I was looking for. (laughs) No,
1: it wasn't. You were checking this and checking that. And I was like, hmm, this is not really nice. So I took my phone and connected and oldies track from the sixties and seventies that I had made and I put it on and I turned up the volume right. and I said, let's dance. Mm
0: hmm yeah
1: the food was cooking so we could take a little break
0: right and you almost like pulled me on the dance floor in the living room
1: i had to literally take your hands and yeah. pull you out on yeah. the dance floor
0: and folks it took me like 10 i'm i love to dance i'm a good dancer i'm in my body it took me like a good 10 minutes to get into the dance and connect with you and um Because of the stress level and and not letting some things go.
1: Yes. I would actually say you looked like you were dancing with your phone.
0: No, I didn't have my phone in my hand. You had that
1: glazed look in your (laughs) eyes. And you were definitely not present.
0: I wasn't present. Until there was a moment where you were looking at me and you were like, you know, just wanting me to connect in this fun way that all of a sudden I got it. And I dropped in and started really connecting with with you in a fun way.
1: Yeah, I was feeling playful, and I was like going up to your face and making faces at you and, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think for me what I realized afterwards, some of the challenge was around that, that I did, I wasn't allowing myself to feel joy. Like in some way I felt like I didn't deserve to be feeling joy at this time. And I was wrong, folks. We have to feel that. We can't put our lives on hold right now, even though it is on hold. The more that we do feel joy also, not Pollyanna joy, but feeling joy, all the little things that are around us right now, and the joy and the connection that we're having, and some of the things that we're feeling, that's one of the best things for our immune systems right now. So it's really important that we do connect to this because we don't have a lot of control here. And we all know that, and that's what's so scary, is not having control. And in some way, I was talking to a client today that was talking about uh, being in AA and the steps of AA, and one of it is, you know, not not having control, knowing that we don't have control over what we can't control. And some of the people that's in the program probably are more prepared than most people that aren't in the program because they're working that step of letting go of control, knowing that there's things that we can control, the things that we can, and let go of the things that we can't. And All of us are in this boat right now for that. So one thing that we do have control over is how we do show up and connect emotionally in our relationships. So I think it's so important that we do put focus on what we can control and how we wanna show up in this time of crisis and this time of challenge.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really sweet when we were dancing, love. And um, I was holding around you from the back Mm. and holding around you. It was like you needed that to be hold and encapsulated. And we were dancing like that. It was almost like, in a way, calming a child, Mm. holding you like that. And it was a really fun, sweet love song. And then we started having one arm waving both of our right arms waving and mm. we were dancing like that and it, it became it was so sweet and fun and nostalgic at the same way and yeah. we got so in sync dancing that way.
0: Yeah. That that really helped. That that helped through many, many hours after that. And that relieved some of my burden, some of the thoughts you know, I share with people before they know that we have a son. And uh, a daughter-in-law love is living in the Netherlands, there's concern, you know, for them, even though when we do talk to them and we FaceTime them that they, they seem that they're doing very good and in good spirits, there's concern with being so far from them as a provider, as a father, not being able to protect my child and is, is really challenging for me right now. So that's the part that I also have to let go and trust and uh, just communicate in ways to him that is loving and caring and responsible and trying to make sure that he has things that 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 he needs so some of that was relieved just in the dance and I got in just being a human being for the moment and not being a role or provider and the worries of the future and I think that that's the thing that we can't control what's happening in the future we have no idea we have what's right here in front of us and right now and and I just got to say to you, to you, sweetie, like if there was anybody that I had to be or wanted to be either one quarantined with, I'm so, so grateful that it's you. I just want to say that it's a beautiful, beautiful connection that, that we have that I'm so looking forward to even cultivating differ, uh, deeper. So I'm glad I, I want to be where I, where I am and with you. I want to be in this relationship with you. So I'm hoping that other people will feel that in their relationships.
1: Mm, Thanks, babe. Yeah, I was a little like, ooh, how is it going to be quarantined with you week after week after week? And I guess we'll see how it unfolds, but so far so good. Yeah,
0: we'll keep you all posted as we do these podcasts and different subjects that we want to talk about. And we'll, as you know, that what we do is give some some personal stories from from our life so that you can reflect on it. So I think it's also important that you already know probably the people in your life that you're in partnership with of how you process. Some people are what we call auto-regulators. They regulate by themselves. And there's also people that need the other person to help them regulate. So if you know your partner is an auto-regulator, then you shouldn't pursue them or engage them. You know, once you regulate yourself, engaging, perhaps in, let's say, reflective listening, that could be a good way to eliminate causes of friction. And then you can use that as an opportunity for greater understanding and learning more about the other person. So some of the ways to, let's say, get through a tense situation with your partner during this time might be to put on some headphones or meditate and sit quietly in a corner and not just have to pursue the engagement. I think then it's good to talk about when you do want to have engagement and talk about it, but be careful of the pushing to engage because right now our systems are really trying to mm, self-regulate to um, this challenging routine that, that we have. So I think respecting our differences and we did a podcast many months ago of the differences in, in relationships and understanding how we process differently, understanding how we come across and communicate differently to hold the differences and respect the differences and not criticize the other person for the different way that they are coming across on something. So I think we're coming to you know, this understanding that, that relationships are really strained when it comes to close Quarters, You know, in in extreme close quarters, some people might feel trapped in a situation which can trigger anxiety and defensive responses. You know, we automatically react emotionally when we are experiencing anxiety, which can transfer to our partner and our kids and feeding into their own anxiety. So this can escalate in a reciprocal defense response. So I think we have to be careful about like catching, right? We're all kind of fearful of this infection that's happening. And I think this is one infection that we have to be careful in our relationship is kind of this reciprocal catching of the defensive responses from the other person. So watch that back and forth and that blaming and letting the other person's anxiety really affect and escalate your own anxiety.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a week ago, two weeks ago, it was uh, coming up to my birthday and also your mom's 80th birthday. So we were going to drive to Florida for that. And um, we're driving to Florida and we get stopped by a police officer and he talks through my window, even though it was you who was driving and he was talking and talking, and he was really nice. But he was breathing on me, and I'm beginning there to think, oh, no, don't he know that we need to distance ourselves and the coronavirus and that? But he was so nice, so we let him talk.
0: Yeah, he pulled me over for not signaling to change lanes. Can you believe that shit? Oh, man, South Carolina police.
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he wanted to talk for a little yeah. while.
0: But even though that that also was like, all right, he just gave me a warning. It was a little bit of luck on our side, but yeah, it started off a little, a little funky with some police officer with some chew in his in his cheek and gum, talking to you in close proximity.
1: Yeah. So afterwards, I was wiping down the car, <laughs> and then we drove on, yeah. and we drove for nine hours to Florida, yeah. and we arrive at this uh, bed and breakfast. And the first things we're doing is wiping all kinds of handles and light switches and stuff. And we're like, oh no, why did we place ourselves here? Yeah, so all of a sudden it's really hitting in like we're in this stranger's place and we don't know how clean it is and who was there right before us. And we're like, oh gosh, why did we all get out of our house and and be here? What's the point?
0: Well, one reason I think that we went, of course, was it was my mom's 80th birthday. We did not want to disappoint her and not go for this 80th birthday bash that she was having with like 30 friends and some other family, 30, 75 year old people and above, which was really challenging to us. So that's the reason why we went past our, I went by our intuition to not go.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. And then it was my birthday the next day, and we had planned to stay on the beach in this bed and breakfast and do some nice walks along the beach. And uh, we had a really nice morning, really sweet morning. But the anxiety crept in about if we really should continue the next three hours to go be with your family or not. That was a big decision that took all day and definitely colored my birthday.
0: Yeah, I'm so sorry that it did, because it was 61 years old, and um, you deserve to be celebrated differently than having that kind of anxiety, and you were corresponding with people in your family in Denmark, and Denmark was shutting down like within 24 hours, 48 hours, just at that time you were getting all kinds of communication that Denmark was like shutting down, shutting its borders and so forth. And the anxiety around that, um, we just allowed that to take away the presence of your birthday and celebrating that. So Mm -hmm. really sorry that you didn't have that
1: experience. Yeah, so that was a weird day. And then we're walking on the beach to get some fresh air and that, and there were so many cars on the beach and so many people and people fishing and it's like life was just going on and here we were hearing all this news from Europe and we were getting really anxious about being 9 hours away from home and yeah yeah crazy
0: but i think we handled that situation pretty good about trusting when we we made the decision to not continue to turn around, even though I tried to have my mom cancel the the birthday party and have my sister not fly in from, from Chicago, we made the decision together that we weren't going to continue for the safety of other people for them. And then finally my mom, the night before her birthday the next day, she decided, Though that night, it was the night of that, um, I think of when we were leaving, that she decided to cancel her birthday. But yeah, that was... I liked how we worked together on trusting that intuition and that choice to go back home.
1: Yeah, I liked that we were both in agreement about that this was crazy to continue on driving three hours south down in Florida and... Stay for almost a week and then go home. And we were like, time is running out. We saw how things were shutting down in several countries in Europe. And we we're like, it got to happen here too. And we better get home and prepare some things. And we were both on the same page about that. So the next morning, we drive back north to North Carolina for the next nine hours. And we stop at a grocery store and stock up on things, and and then home sweet home. Yeah. And yeah. then we're like, but did we get coronavirus on the trip? Did that police officer breathe something on me? Yeah. Or
0: so far so good. We've been self quarantined and we're doing we're doing okay. Yeah, and one thing that we did, of course, on the drive was we got a chance to talk about our fears. And I would encourage you in your partnerships and and also in your friendships to make space for that, to make space for the other person's concerns and fears and not automatically squash it or try to fix it or allow their fears to escalate, to really make a space. It could even be that you say, Hey, I really want to talk about some fears and concerns and just get it out. And I just really need you to just to just listen because it's so important that you hold the space for each other that the fears and the anxiety and the stress doesn't come out and get pointed on the other person and blame. So I was glad how you and I made space for to be heard for some of our concerns and fears.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'll just recommend to not bring it up at meal times at least wait till you're finished eating and also don't just leak it out throughout the day
0: yeah yeah and the reason why you don't like to bring it up meal times is the stress that's not good for our immune system to to have stress while we're eating and digesting food and you're always really good at that of like that we don't bring up stressful topics when when we're eating to be able to have more pleasant energy around around the food. And yeah, like you said, not letting it leak throughout the day. To be able to make conscious, intentional space and have a container to talk about specific things like concerns or fears or even check-ins. You and I are creating new routines now that I'm home and many of you are having that experience. One or both of you in partnership have have been out in the world going to work, and now most of you are staying at home together. So it's a real good time to make agreements of throughout the day of this new routine. Like you and I have been talking about, even on the day, to have a check-in in the morning, hey, who feels like doing the cooking today? Do you feel like cooking lunch? Do you feel like cooking the dinner? How about doing laundry? who who feels for that. So we're doing we're we're having more check-ins of of dividing up some of the responsibilities so that it doesn't feel like a burden on the other.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I like to check in with you about how do you see your day will go here? What what wishes and plans do you have for today so that we can plan a bit together. And I'm like I would like to garden today or I know I would like to go for a walk in nature or yeah or I really just feel for reading a book.
0: Mm. yeah, and that's that's a big one, too, is navigating alone time versus together time to really have regenerative alone time. And some of the alone time might be, for instance, checking some news and uh, looking at your phone. But as everybody knows, that's 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 a challenge just in itself without this crisis that we have about, how much time that we're spending on our computers or on our phone, it's going to be exacerbated right now. And even for us, you know, we're learning to do different check-ins around that instead of blaming the other one and saying, you're on your phone too much. Why are you on the phone? You need to stop. We're doing a little bit different kind of,
1: Mm -hmm. it's not what I'm saying to you, (laughs) (laughs) but I have definitely noticed you (laughs) are a lot on your phone these days. Here,
0: taking care of my clients. That's what I'm doing
1: hmm but now and then I just need to walk over to you and massage your shoulders a little bit. Did yeah, that
0: help the other day? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Get,
1: break that focus on yeah. the screen. right,
0: but also instead of you know blaming the other one for being on the phone, we've been even checking in and saying, are you reading anything interesting that you want to share? Instead of why are you on your phone so much? Quit reading these articles. Is there anything that you're reading that you want to share? anything any news from your family that you want to share
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah like it looks like you you have been quiet for a while reading some stuff i'm curious what is it that you're reading about right now
0: yeah and so we're starting to make more agreements about even having some uh focused agreed time when we're going to be checking news i mean everybody knows how fast this is changing all the time and the stress level of checking all the time, all these new developments. Sure, we want to be abreast of it, but it is wreaking havoc, as we know, in our immune systems that we need to have healthy.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other day I was so anxious, and I was saying to you, I absolutely need to do a tapping meditation right now on my anxiety. And you were like, can I do it with you? Mm, So we both got to take our anxiety down for a bit. Doing that 10 minute meditation there.
0: Yeah. But some of the experimentation that we're doing is maybe saying, okay, let's have some of this check in on our phone, uh, some articles that we're reading for about 30 minutes or 45 minutes in the morning. And then we're doing that together, which means that we're doing it in the same room, doing our own check ins on our phones. And then we will have it later on in the day, maybe even before dinner or after dinner. I'm kind of liking probably not having it before dinner because that creates some stress. But as we said, not letting it leak throughout the day and really having set times that we can submerge ourselves because otherwise we're not going to be present with each other. We're going to be constantly doing this on our own and we're not going to be present.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we like to check in with each other. We used to do that during the weekends anyway, but now here with... With this crisis here, we're doing it even more. And when we get to the late afternoon, we're like, okay, what shall we do tonight? So we're not people who have a TV, but we do watch movies. So checking in about, so what do we need tonight? Do we need a movie or do we need to just hang and read? Or how a little board game. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And even some deeper things that we're doing about our connection, even talking about our future together, talking the scary conversations about if one of us does get sick, to also talk about one thing that's our bread and butter is to really appreciate each other deeply. And so we wanna set more time aside to do those things that's gonna feed and nurture our connection, especially in this time of heightened stress. Because when people are in close proximity, and feel in some way trapped, the increase of anxiety and stress makes it much more difficult to communicate. So really focus on communicating, even if you don't do it so well. Don't keep it inside. Get it out. Learn how to move it through. Learn how to do it in a more productive and connecting way. And we're going to be talking about that more in the series of podcasts that we're doing. We'll stay with this topic until it feels right to shift to to other topics of what we're dealing with in the world right now in relationships. So we'll have specific topics around communication, specific episodes on conflict resolution, on empathy, on apologies, on appreciation. And you can go to many of the past podcasts that also cover some of those issues to, to also get information on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other day I could see on you, you were so anxious and worried and so immersed in your research and I could just see you were so tense and you needed to become a little more human. So I started (laughs) to give you some appreciations to bring you back to life, to the now, to the here.
0: Yeah. That was, that was greatly appreciated, yeah. Because I'm shifting from doing my work very differently. I always do in-person counseling and now I'm shifting to doing some video or phone counseling and some of my clients are having much difficulties in, in adjusting to this and some of the situations if they can continue to see me from a financial standpoint and other things. So it's really shifting of how I'm focused in doing my work so I have some, some concern for my clients of how they're dealing and of course how family's dealing. So I've got to remember to take care of myself so that I can be available to others. And so to throw it out to everybody, you really need to take care of yourselves so that you can also be able to be available emotionally to be there for your spouses and your kids and your partners and your friends, your roommates, whatever mm-hmm. situation you're in right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the other day I was just so tired of doing all this research, and I just had to bring out my yarn and just start knitting and crocheting a little bit and get my mind totally off and be creative, and it helped.
0: Yeah. And so, some things that I think are so important is to be able to, you know, watch and observe the bickering that goes on. We were discussing that earlier today because we had a few episodes of that yesterday and and today. And you need to feed the positivity of your relationship and that foundation so that your relationship can also take some of that bickering. And I think that that's so important. And other factors that increase stress in quarantine is boredom. Mm. Since we don't have our normal routine and we're not being entertained, uh, you guys, there's no sports, hardly on TV, except like old uh, replays and so forth. Uh, people can't go to the movies. We can't entertain ourselves or distract ourselves. So a lot of boredom comes up for people.
1: Well, that's not one for me, though. No, you don't get um,
0: bored. You're, you don't get bored.
1: No, gosh, there's always a little, some project in the house that have been waiting or been ignored for a while, like the other day, I was actually diving into our medicine chest and clearing out old stuff and checking what do we actually have so that we could make a list and order some of those stuff and be even more prepared for what might be coming.
0: Yeah, I think that there's actually something about allowing ourselves to feel boredom. You know, we as human beings don't, don't do that well. That's where the phones come in. You know, they call it micro boredom. And so whenever we're a little bit bored, we have to take something out and to entertain ourselves. So it's a big deal to just sit with ourselves and with our own thoughts. And now it's probably even more challenging because we don't want to sit with our own thoughts because most of our thoughts are stressful and fearful and just being with ourselves. But we can't avoid it. So we need to be in some of this um, phase of unknown and some of that is boredom. And I actually don't think, I don't think, honey, that you actually don't get bored. I think that you, you say that, that you don't get bored, but you're so great at just sitting and being and looking at the creek or, you know, just going for a sweet walk. And it's not that you have to be always productive. I think is is um, you know having contentment. I think is mm. contentment and just in just being.
1: That's true. Yeah, it's almost like meditation to just sit in the sofa and look out the window and see the birds or the squirrels outside, or look around at our cats and see the funny antics they're doing, or just the wind blowing the leaves outside. Mm. Yeah, it's so good to have a break that is not productive and doesn't necessarily lead to anything. Just sitting there or take a slow walk in nature and look at what's coming up now this spring here. Every day there's something new unfolding outside in nature. Wow. And then one thing I really treasure doing is immersing myself in a bathtub for a minimum of half an hour of just lying there and diving under and just meditate.
0: This might be a big shift in in our, of course it's gonna be a big shift in our world and our society, but if we are able to move through this and sure there's gonna be people that are going to suffer through this and it's gonna be horrible in some ways and yet, there are also going to be people experiencing a shift where they get more in touch with themselves. Uh, I, I'm hoping that that's going to also happen for me, a different way that I get in touch with myself. And it's going to be hard, actually, to uh, want to start up and, and go back to an old normal. Because I think if we get in touch with ourselves and, and really tune in, what is it that we really want in, in the way that we want to be? in life now that we don't have these distractions or striving and striving and doing things. And I know that it might be hard for some people to hear this because we're in a survival mode at times, but we, we need to get back into really understanding who we are and we're having these human connections that's so beautiful to hear what's happening in the world in many ways of these human connections that people, you know, we, they call it social distancing, but I don't believe it's social distancing. It's physical distancing, but not social distancing. People are being connected through different means more than they ever have before. More serious conversations, heartfelt, loving, caring conversations to be able to sit with a, a loved one and really say, tell me what you're feeling. I miss you. I hear you. I love you. I hear your concern. I wanna be there for you. That's happening more and more in the world. It's like the impact of 9-11 20-fold in some ways of people coming back in connection and caring and empathy.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I really like this time as well. I think it's a very exciting time we're in right now. There is so much potential for for shifts in our personal lives and in the world and people's perceptions of the meaning of life. And, yeah, people that I talk with now are really reflecting on, now that we have more time on our hands Do I really want to continue that pace that I have been living with? And what is the meaning with my life? And how do I really want the next 10 years to be? Hmm. It's like this time here can or is really a reset of feeling into who am I? and what is my authenticity, and what is my truth, and, yeah, feeling my heart, listening to my intuition, and is it really worth it, what I have been doing, and, I mean, even for me, I've had a very meaningful life and peaceful life, and there's still things I can adjust And I've noticed it in my encounters with neighbors, for example. We are speaking much more poetic and heartfelt to each other. It's like, wow, what if one of us get this coronavirus and what if we don't make it? And it's like, I really treasure you and and get to say some things right now to you because maybe tomorrow things will have changed. And I feel the same with my family that's in several other countries and we're on WhatsApp with each other daily. And I'm just like, what's the point of me being right about something we're discussing? It's like more about connection and sending love and taking more patience to just listen and acknowledge what they're saying and reflect it back to them and slow down way, way, several notches.
0: I love that reflection. And... I'm also really looking forward to listening and checking in with you of what you discover more about yourself in the self-reflection, how you really want to walk in the world and what's really coming, coming up for you as a human being. And um, that I think is so important that we do have these, that, that we do take this time to share that, to share a level of self-reflection with our partners. I want you to share it with me. I want to share it with you.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think it's very interesting what is emerging. I can feel there is something bubbling inside of me and and I'm reflecting on it and what is my role in the world and it's like it's taking its time, brewing inside of me, growing, sprouting and... Yeah, I'm really excited sharing this with you and sharing it with family and friends and neighbors and what's happening for them and I I hear it in in our conversations. This have it it's like we have all been turned upside down and shaken with fear and anxiety and and then everything is kind of being reset. And it's like, okay, so what is it that I'm really about now? And how do I want to continue? I'm also thinking about in China, now that they have experienced these blue skies for several weeks. And I wonder, do they really want to go back and start up those factories again? And polluting the skies and I hope that that they're gonna make some changes and that people are gonna refuse to work at that pace again and and keep polluting nature it's like we got a second chance now with this standstill to um, better pollution and climate and
0: in our relationships because now it's more meaningful more authentic as you're saying this is the opportunity to really tell the people that we care about and love how deeply we do you know and i've always said this before how death is an incredible motivator and catalyst at least for me to feel deep appreciation it the fear of death or the knowing of death actually brings me more present and alive in my life so the preciousness of life everybody is feeling right now and so to to learn to express it more to each other is is so meaningful right now in the connection of our relationships and you know it's it's about you know making sure that you that your relationship is not a casualty of the coronavirus pandemic that your relationship actually thrives through this that this is You know, this cabin fever is an opportunity to do your own couples therapy and your own couples intensive. And hopefully we're gonna be in the next weeks or months, depending on how long this lasts, focusing on this and helping people reflect on this and giving them some ideas and tools and explorations to be able to go deeper in their relationships.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and babe. Yeah it's getting a little late now, and I am looking forward to cuddle with you in bed. Hmm. And that is something I really treasure at the moment, because it gives me great peace to really cuddle close with you in bed, both in the evenings and in the mornings, because now we have time in the mornings to lie there a little longer as well. And I really treasure this now. And I really need it because of my anxiety level. Mm. And it gives me much peace Mm. lying there close with you.
0: You got it. Mm -hmm. I think that's also important that we do that because even the physical intimacy with other people, I don't get to hug other people. I don't get to touch other people. So there is a desire for this, this physical intimacy and to be able to luckily that I'm not alone and those of you that are alone are I know a much more challenge but for us that we do have the opportunity and you do have the opportunity if you if you have a partner to cultivate that that sense of uh, safe physical intimacy and cuddling and touch not just sexual intimacy that part that brings safety so let's get to it babe mm-hmm.
1: let's call it a night
0: all right Thanks, everybody. We wish you much health and safety. And uh, until next week. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a
1: production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC, of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor, Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, let's talk about it is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today faster and easier. Try it for free at auxbus.com. That's A U X B U S dot com. Auxbus.